Uh, uh, just it's it never ends, does it? Oh, I know. It's just constant bleak, grim blood. Uh, yeah, it's, it never. It's, it's 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 just ongoing. There's nothing to look forward to anymore. It's, it all feels a bit much. Bing, oh, uh, are you expecting anyone? Oh, mm, uh, no. no. Okay, I'll go get the door. Bouquet delivery. Oh, uh, for 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 us. Yes, for you. Oh, bouquet delivery. Open your arms. Uh, yeah, oh, oh, yeah. Here, here, oh, here, oh, here, oh, 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 these are adorable friends. Oh, oh. What's, what's, what's this about? It's a bouquet of cats. You do have to give them back when you're done. You don't have to, you don't have, to have any of the responsibility of being a parent. But we just deliver a bouquet of cats. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm in heaven. Oh. This is definitely worth opening the door for. Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Magnetdale. And I'm not Jane Harris Magnetdale. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. It's a podcast. We do it. We're two queer trans women. We we talk about what we've consumed media-wise in the week. And just have a bit of a catch-up and be a bit silly. How are you doing? Uh, Well, I didn't get a bouquet of cats, that's for sure. I mean, you, you... you can put your arms in a position and go, there could be cats here, and that's quite soothing. Mm. Ah, mm. cats. Ah. See, right? It's just emo- emotional cats. Emotional cats. <laughs> I, I have the emotion of I'm cuddling some cats right mm. now. Ah, mm. uh, mm. so we, we, we've played some stuff this week. We have, as, we've played some stuff. As we are known to do. What did you play this week? We did a bit more Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion after a brief hiatus over the UDP period. Yeah, we had our first uh, like proper loss of a mission. Yep, it was uh, a boss level. Yeah, it was a boss level, and like I don't think we did a bad job of our approach, but like there were des- definitely some things we could work that we worked on. Yep, I don't think it helped that I was a level behind the party, which certainly didn't help, yeah. and I built my deck around. Uh, around a mechanic that just did not exist in that level, no. and that was not helping me. I was repeatedly the f- really. You yeah, last, last couple of games we've played. Yeah, uh... the, the the first art. I'll, I'll talk about it a little bit. I've been playing as the demolitionist, and like early on when you start building your deck, like a lot of what it incentivizes is destroying obstacles, which are specific uh, spaces on the board that you can't walk through unless they've been destroyed. And I get a bunch of cool buffs for destroying them. I get a bunch of power-ups for destroying them. I get a bunch of stuff that relies on destroying those. And Mm -hmm. this arc, and particularly the last couple of missions, we had like two or three missions in a row where there just were not many of those at all per level. Mm -hmm. And I'd sort of built my deck around them because they'd been very plentiful in the first arc. Mm -hmm. And suddenly I was like, oh no, I've... Relied on a strategy that doesn't always work. I've put all my eggs in this basket, as it were. Um, I've caught up a little level-wise and mm-hmm. wreathed through my deck around a bit, and yeah. we had a very good. Yeah. Also, I think attempt. there was there was a degree of getting 
like into back into it after yeah. like a bit of a rest. There was also some very bad luck with a mechanic with the boss. Yes. Where you never split the party. We we didn't really have an option, but the pl- the party got split and we d- couldn't do much about that. Yeah. Somebody got stuck behind a whole bunch of things in a doorway and had used all of their jump cards. I mean, very specifically, our big tank and damage dealer got trapped away from the party. Yep. Which is bad. So we ran off to try and do things. Yeah. Well, like, oh, yeah, no, it'll only be like a turn behind us. It'll be fine. No, no. He was he was stuck there a while. Oh, yes, he was. Yeah, we did a much better job of keeping the party a tight-knit group the second attempt. Yep. Um, And... Without spoiling too much, we finished, I think, like, the second arc of Jaws of the Lion. It feels like the second, like, here is the boss fight and the end of a little bit of story and we're going to reset and do something new. Mm. And played a little further than that. And then we all hit but level unlo- five and cool shit happened. Yeah, and I unlocked my um, uh, my, my, my loyalty mission, I'm guessing. Yes. We have like three options of missions available right now. We've got we your do. loyalty mission and a branch of two other things we can yeah. pick. Um, we got to open, we got to open some cool things. We got to open the secret boxes. We got to open boxes and yeah. there were cool things inside. I'm very happy with what was in my box. Yeah. I had a very cool thing in my box. You did have a very cool thing in my box. I had a... A less cool thing in my box. I I do feel like I might have got the coolest thing out of a box. <laughs> I I I was I saw what I got out of the box and was like, oh, are we all getting this thing? You got uh, something really really cool. Our uh, our red guard got something really really cool, or at least fairly cool, uh, and mechanically interesting. And I got a stick. I mean, you got a stick that does cool things, and I can think of very interesting ways we can make use of your cool stick. But like. Yeah, in terms of, like, the thing that came out of box, <laughs> I definitely got the most intricate figurine out of my box, and there was a descending order of, like, okay, yeah, these these are... Okay, yeah, that's a less fun thing to have in a box. I thought we were all getting versions of what I got, but for... And I get why not, but... Yeah. I got the cool thing. You got something appropriate to your class. Yes. And so did I. As much as I wish that everyone got the thing from my class, because it's a cool thing. Well, we can. There's other games where everyone can have that cool thing. Yeah, so. exactly. That's fine. But yeah, I continue to really enjoy this. It is really good, and it just makes me want to play more. Yeah, more in this universe. It's, it's been very good at that. Just, mm, just one more game aspect. Mm-hmm. Like the second we finished the, we were only going to do a, like a game in the evening, and then we did another game in the morning. And then we opened those little boxes and were like, no. oh, we could do, we could, no, we mustn't, but we could do another <laughs> one. Like, it's very good at leaving you good cliffhangery. I want to try that. Yeah, friend Oops. was like, oh yeah, you know, I, I really need to go. I'll probably be gone by about 11. And then we finished the game by about half two. Yeah, and he was even still was like, like, oh, I don't, I don't have to work. I, I could <laughs> do another. I could blow off everything in my entire life and play this. Yeah. And also, in our defence of the, the 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 mission we lost, we'd just come back from a very lengthy day, and I think brain we needed had. a bit of a warm up. We had, and we will talk about that very lengthy day in a bit. Yeah, we will. Um, but yeah, draws the line, real cool. I want to play a bunch of this. Mm, I'm sure we will. Yeah, I have no doubt that we shall. Indeed. Well, what have you played? Uh, what have I played? Um, I've been playing more uh more Pokemon Brilliant Diamond. Pokemon, because. 
I fell off that, that bandwagon for a little bit, and then two things happened at once. The very A lot of very big deadlines of things all paid off in a week. A lot of things had been like, um, I had some work deadlines, I had some work projects that I was trying to finish off. Um, had a bunch of stuff that all came to a head at once. I came out the other side of it and was like, I just want to do repetitive shiny hunting. I just want to do that for a bit because mm-hmm. I need to mm-hmm. just defragment the brain. And then second, I realized that the, there's a new Pokemon game that's like two weeks away. And... I was like, oh no, if I want a shiny hunt in this one, I'm going to have to do a bunch of it now, because a couple of weeks from now I'm going to want to move on to the next thing. So, I've been doing some shiny hunting, got a good chain, got some some shiny flaffies, evolved one of them to a shiny Ampharos. Yeah! Um, I am currently trying to shiny hunt uh, Sentret so I can evolve, because I've got one shiny Sentret, but I need a shiny Faret, so I'm getting another shiny centric and I'm trying to get shiny starlies because I'm missing the middle stage of its evolution line. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm slowly working through my list of shinies that I've missed getting in the past. Um I need to also get round to I there's still a shiny hunt one shiny hunt left in Sword and Shield that I haven't completed and that's the soft resetting for um shiny Reggie Reggie Alecki. I think I have Reggie Drago, it's Reggie Alecki I need. So yeah, I've been doing more shiny hunting, and that's that's been fun, and I continue to really like the chain hunting mechanic in Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, even if I have a real habit of every time I come and shiny hunt downstairs near you, I'll get a chain of 39 out of 40 and it will fall apart right there. I'm sorry, I'm negatively influenced. No, it, no, I'm, I'm not usually getting chains that high. I come oh, down okay. and I get like, I'm having higher chains than usual, but just not enough. I'm like, but I've had a few good chains, and yeah. I've at least found, like, um, the very first route in the game has two different shinies I currently need, so I'm like, that's good, because that means most of the stuff I encounter will be things I can chain, and that'll save time. Yeah. So, yeah, what about you? What you been playing? Oh, I played a whole bunch of Deep Rock Galactic, and you joined me for a little bit of Deep yeah, Rock Galactic. Yeah, I, I haven't played a huge amount of this in a while, and I got back into it, and you sort of showed me some new things. Yeah, um, I showed you the season pass. Yep, uh, we, we did a mission that was to do with sabotaging some other team's uh, like bases. We had to take down some shields and attack a big boss. Take some power stations down pull down the shield, and then fight the weird yeah. floating pyramid inside. That was pretty nice. Yeah. Um, I forgot how much I... Considering I played with the gunner first, and in my head that's what I feel like I main, I forgot how much I like the scout and it's uh, zipping around at speed. Yeah. Once I remembered, I'm not... I, I'm very squishy, run away from the things that are going to hurt me. Yes. Anytime anything's going to hurt me, just zip away and fight it from a distance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. It's a good game, that. Heck yeah, it is. Continues to be a good game. It is, and I'm glad that it has a season pass that is free. Yeah. I can feel guilt-free about the, yeah, I'm doing other things and unlocking other things. I have felt zero pressure from this game to spend any money. I'm not having to sit there and, and look at look at the bottom half of a season pass going, and here's what I could be winning if I'd actually paid for this. Yeah. There's a thing in the top right that's like, hey, do you want some different stuff? You you can go over here and buy it if you want. We but want because you, you're playing yeah. on Game Pass, you've actually already got that anyway. Oh, have we already got that anyway? Yes. <laughs> See, that's a nice thing. So many games that are on Game Pass, the Game Pass version won't give you access to that stuff. 
The because Game Pass version of Deep Rock Galactic is the deluxe edition, okay. which has like five of the expansions in it. Oh, that's really nice. And they're I... all they're they're all cosmetics anyway. Yeah, but like so often, like the way that Game Pass works is they will put the base game there in the hopes that you will buy the DLC. And like, I'm I'm always happy when they put the stuff in there. Yeah, it's good. Have been enjoying that. Yeah. Still haven't managed to get through a uh, a deep dive on my own. Maybe one day we'll play together and try yeah. deep dive. Yeah. Those things are fucking hard. I will try and help once I catch up enough to be able to be helpful. Yeah. <laughs> what else have you played? I've been playing with the new Power Rangers Megazord that I have opinions on. I'm gonna I'm gonna get the get them and bring them it's down. Very good. Yeah, so I about a year ago got the um the legacy re release of the original uh, Power Rangers Megazord. Um, really nice, made of a bunch of die-cast metal parts, good weight to it, good, nice and sturdy, and this year I treated myself to the Legacy Dragon Zord, which is the Green Rangers my Morphin it's very Zord. Cool. It looks like a dragon, it's very cool. Um, the deal with the Dragon Zord is, like, it could be a dragon by itself, or it could combine with the original Megazord in a couple of ways, and this Legacy re-release does the same, at least with the Legacy one of the, the original Megazord. Can make a couple of different forms. The problem is the cooler design, in my opinion, the one I prefer, um, the Ultra Dragon Zord, doesn't really work. And it's really unfortunate. Um the situation is is that they've clearly made the Legacy Megazord to original spec, but with di- uh, die-cast parts, mm-hmm. and separately done the same with the Dragon Zord and made sure that its uh, connectors are all in the right size, that they will fit with the Legacy Dra- uh, Megazord. Mm-hmm. What they have not considered is the weight, and the additional weight that comes from making an exactly the same designed thing, but with a lot of die-cast metal, yeah. is that the knee joints don't support the top-heavy weight. Oh, no. um, yeah, the-, the knee joints want to bend. Um, and with the amount of weight that is on here, it won't stand up straight. Like I would They do hope. look like fairly So it's sturdy fairly it, narrow joints for the, for that well, see, size of it's, thing. It's less even that. It's more that the uh the forward and backward angle on the, the knee joints mm-hmm. is quite a loose uh motion. Like it's quite easy to move it between positions. It's got a bit of play. Yeah. But because it's top heavy, it tries to lean the weight pulls it forward. Mm-hmm. And it pulls it forward with more strength than the knees have. So, like, it wouldn't be too bad if it could hold itself in position. Yeah. But it just snaps past the point and tries to lean forward into what I guess okay. would be a so seat. it doesn't have any yeah. kneecaps, is what... Yeah, ba- basically lack of kneecaps, this thing can't stand up. So it's Relatable. Been, it's been in the Ultra Dragon Zord form, just sat in a seating position. Um, it looks like it's just chilling. looks like it's just chilling. I know. Um... So I discovered that this is, like, first of all, I went Googling going, can I just, like, there's there's screws in the knees, can I just tighten it? And they were like, nope, the way it is constructed, you cannot just tighten the knee joints. I went looking online, this is apparently a big enough issue, that I found an eBay seller where the entire, the only thing they sell is metal kneecaps for making the Ultra, the Ultra Dragon Sword. So... I have ordered some small metal knee supports for my robot so it can be big and fearsome. Um, And at some point I will show you the other form it can be in and it is a dragon. But also it has a... 
its tail and torso of the dragon becomes a big big sword. The big sword is very cool. The big sword's very cool, right? And it's... I imagine as a, if as a small child, you probably would have had fun poking someone with Oh, that. it was the perfect size to be like, I can just about hold this in my tiny child hands and be like, <laughs> I've got a stick. Yeah. Um, so yes, I like the Legacy Dragon Sword as a thing by itself. I think it's a real shame that... Clearly, they they did not test those knee joints in advance to go. Will this support if we put the dragon on it later? And that is a shame. Uh, what about you? You played anything else? Oh goodness, let's see. Um, oh yes, uh, played some of that uh, Aliens Fireteam Elite. Oh yeah, how did you find it? It's not awful. It's 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 not as bad as it should be. It's kind. <laughs> How bad should it be? I don't know. It's a licensed aliens game that's a squad shooter. I I I didn't expect it to be good. It's. Oh, it's not good. Yeah, it's, it's fine. En- it's enjoyable, mindless fun that I will forget about entirely the second I'm not playing it. Yeah. It is completely forgettable. But while I'm doing, I'm like, yeah, this plays this plays pretty well. I don't have any active complaints while I'm in the middle of playing it. Like. It, I find the shotgun works at a surprisingly big range with a surprising degree of accuracy, which I find fun, even though I know that's not what shotguns are meant to be. It feels like that's not how shotgun do. No, but it's fun to use shotgun that work wrong. Oh. Um, yeah, it it feels like the Dynasty Warrior of aliens shooters, <laughs> right? I guess, yeah. That's that's the best way I can word the kind of nothing fun of this. Hordes and hordes and hordes and hordes and hordes and hordes and hordes of basic aliens, and occasionally a warrior will just come in and fuck your day up. Yeah. You just sort of sprint around not worrying about sound shooting anything you see. Yeah. Enjoying the sound effects from that movie that you know. It's it's very alien... It, it's very Focus Home Interactive, and I believe they're the ones who published it, in that it's that... Almost kind of endearing level of jank in a game that shouldn't be good, and maybe it isn't good, but it isn't bad. Indeed, it's. Mm. I mean, it's it's fine. Yeah, it's serviceable. It, it'll do. It's the kind of alien game I probably would have killed for as a kid. Yeah. Do you want an alien game where you don't really have to think and you just get to shoot aliens for a bit? This one's all right. Some game passes all right. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It'll do. It'll do. If you if you want to give it a try, give it a try. I will. If you s- don't. It's I, not bothering anyone. I will say one thing that I kind of like about it is that it doesn't pretend aliens, colonial marines doesn't exist. Oh yeah. And I I like that it narratively tries to go. Hey, look, that game was bad, and you shouldn't play it. But like, it had some good ideas, and we're gonna try and work them in here. And I'm it's like, got some alien isolation stuff. It's got the yeah. working Joes in there. It's it's nice to see a aliens video game that what isn't once again its entire own separate canon law that ignores every other video game that ever existed. Yeah, it does that all right. I think. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Have you played anything uh, else? I think that's it for me, really. Uh, actually, well, there's a thing we played together. Mm. We finished playing through Skyward Sword. We did. Yeah. Um. How do you feel about that game now? We've uh, now we've we've made it through. I wouldn't have finished playing it through on my own. I had so many problems with the controls. Yeah. And and even when we switched over to like stick controls, I was still not doing great with some of it. Yeah. But I'm glad I got to see it. Yeah. And I'm glad I got to interact with it. Yeah. 
I, on my own terms. Every, every time I play this, I always have a better experience with the controls than the people I'm playing with, and I cannot explain why that is, but uh, I'm glad that you got to see it through, even yeah. if it's not a thing you have any interest to go back to. Um, I think there's a lot of interesting stuff that game has oh, yeah. in it, even if you know your enjoyment of that stuff was hampered. And now, having seen all the way through it, I can see where they got to how they got to Breath of the Wild. Yeah, like there's so much stuff in here that was like very clearly they were they were trying to experiment with things, and a lot of it made it into Breath of the yeah. Wild. I just wish that like the density of dungeon esque puzzle adventure com uh, stuff from this was in Breath of the Wild. Like that, that that's yeah. the main thing that the Breath of the Wild was missing is the. There is lots of stuff to do that feels like I'm working my way through a world rather than running through it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, oh. I enjoyed the shuffly puzzle. Oh yeah, the the that that shuffly dungeon oh. is a neat idea. Yeah. Um, I really like the theming and the tone of the the end of that game. Yeah, the story's interesting. Yeah, it's it's one of my favorite Zelda stories. I yeah. I think it does a good job of making its characters actually feel like interesting characters. Yeah. And I did call one of the things. You you did. You jokingly called it, and then it happened, and you're like, "Yeah, I was like, yeah, that's that is what that is." Um, they weren't subtle about character designs and what they were trying to. Uh, I think they were more subtle because I I think that becomes more obvious the further through the game you go. I mean, I think it helps that they they use changing color palettes on the character mm. to better show off some of that. I think that. That's definitely more subtle than than Fi, who before the game had even come out, they're like, oh, that, that's a Master Sword. They're like, no, no, that's definitely the Master Sword. No, that screams at you while you're playing the harp. <laughs> Beautiful melodic singing, but it does look like she's screaming at the top of her lungs. Well, just kind of like robotic. Yeah, so open, I, open. I like to imagine that she just opens her mouth in a scream pose and just this beautiful there's, music yeah, comes out. Yeah, there's just a speaker in the back of her throat. Yeah, <laughs> and it just looks terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, I'm I'm glad we got to go through it. It's yeah. it's every now and then. We got all the hearts. Yeah, we did. We got um, all the, the goddess cubes. Yeah, we did. It's I I like that this that we've had a couple of chances to do this now of like oh Zelda game you've never finished mm. let's go through it together because we did this with Majora's Mask I we think did. was the first one we did for that Majora's Mask I had played a lot of but I couldn't beat the uh, the Zora boss mm, yeah uh, did you ever play through Oracle of Ages and Seasons owned them I didn't play either of them for more than about ten minutes yeah so. Um, Games them for whatever yeah. reason. So the rumor is that those are the next ones getting the Link's Awakening treatment of getting a Switch re-release, and I really hope they do because I'm a big fan of those games. Mm. I I remember playing them on a holiday in Spain when I was a kid and getting mm. real into them. Yeah, and um, yeah, I'd be interested to maybe give those a try. Yeah. Uh, well, how is that going to be licensing wise? Because that was a Capcom project. That was a Capcom it? project. Um, but I believe uh, was Link's Awakening wasn't. No, Link's, Link's Awakening, Awakening wasn't Capcom. Wasn't it was Minish Cap was the other Capcom yes. one, wasn't it? Yeah. I I has it. I have no idea, but I feel like if Nintendo comes to you and says, "We would like to remake that Zelda game you helped us make. Can we put throw money at you?" Catcom probably won't say no if they'd have to do any of the work and they can get some money. I would imagine. Maybe. It's not like Capcom can put it out by themselves without no. Nintendo, so that's money on the table for both. 
I guess it depends how greedy anybody wants to be. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. Um, yeah, are there any other, are there any Zelda games at this point left that you haven't played through that you're curious about? Oh, that I'm curious about. That's a whole different category. Uh, oh, okay, what were you going to say? <laughs> uh, Gamelon. Oh, Gamelon is more interesting to watch than to play. You don't want... let someone else ha- ha- struggle with the controls, and you just enjoy the journey. Yeah, I haven't played one of Gamelon. Um, the legend uh, was it Legend of Link? Uh, the other CDI game. Uh, so there's Wand of Gamelon. Um, oh, I've completely forgotten yeah. now. I'm gonna look up the CDI Zelda games while you finish that thought. Uh, yeah. So the like I haven't played those and um, Zelda Two: Adventure of Link. Oh, I yeah. have. I've tried a few times, and it's it's hard as nails and not yes. fun. So genuinely, like I, I think that is a game that's worth playing. Some of the um the ROM hacks people have made of it, where they have changed the difficulty a little, so that it's like, hey, look, do you want to do you want to experience it, but not have it kick your ass? Yeah, I want to, you know, do it and not have to like farm like yeah. very basic. Was it slimes or something? Uh, yeah, yeah. Lots of the, the experience system where you G-G's. just sort of kneel stabbing slimes for a yeah, while. Yeah, you sort of kneel and stab GGs. Uh, it was, uh, the adventure, uh, uh, what was it? It was, uh, The Faces of Evil, Wand of Gamelon, and Zelda's Adventure. Zelda's Adventure was what I was thinking yeah. of. Yeah, okay, Faces of Evil I haven't played either. Yeah. Um, wouldn't mind playing Minish again. I kind of want to replay Minish as well. And I re- also really want to play, um... Uh, Link's Awakening, uh, Link to the Past again, because yes. we haven't played that one together. No, I'd be up for both of those are ones. I'd be up for playing together. Maybe set them up on the telly. Yeah. Um, yeah. See if we can put them on the mini snares. Exactly. We we I think we could have a have a good time playing. I think we could do some of the two D Zelda's together and Yay. have some fun. Yeah. Um, I want to go back and replay the DS ones at some point. I want to do Spirit Tracks and Phantom Hourglass. I've never played through Spirit Tracks. Oh, um, I, I, I really struggled with it. Like I got like a really yeah. long way into it, and then I, a something or other happened, and I was just yeah. like, "This is not working for me." Where is the like the random element? Because I think it's something to do with the random element pickups, mm. which worked in what was the other one? Uh, Phantom Hourglass. Phantom Hourglass was great. Yeah, because random stuff for the boat, fine. Yes. Mash it all together. But I think there's random stuff for the train as well. There might be, yeah. It's been a while. Yeah, again, it's been a really long time since I've played it. And I feel like a lot of that random stuff, which is designed for, hey, connect with your friends and trade, Mm. playing it like 10 years after it was a thing and um, like Uh, without without other people to play with. I mean, I feel like there is a degree of if we ever want to play through that together, we could probably go, oh, I, I don't have these things from the random things. I'll just boop, boop, boop. Now we have them. <laughs> Probably wouldn't be too hard to do. I mean, you can play through it without having, like, nice sets of things. but Yeah, I get you, though. Like, yeah. <laughs> You've given me all these customizable things, and I yeah. don't have them all. I, I think that we could sidestep that if we want to play it together at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, have you played anything else this week? Yes, I played one other thing. Tell me about the other thing you played. I played Buck Up and Drive. What's that? <laughs> Do you remember there was a, a series of gifts going around on Twitter about six months to a year ago of a, like, Outrun-style fighting game? 
Oh, is because this... like yes. the, the Lotus Esprit just doing like drifts and fighting another car. Yes, it, does this ex- exist now? <laughs> kind of. So that person seemingly had a bit of a change of heart midway through making it. Right. And decided to make something slightly different. Okay. But also that mode kind of is now in there. Oh, uh, okay. So I think it came out like last night. They were like, I got bored and published it. It's on Steam now. You can get it if you want. Um, and <laughs> it's 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 out. So it is a, an endless driver game. You go through areas. You have you you automatically drive. You don't have to press anything to drive, but you press a button to drift. Yeah. And you can keep drifting, and you can stay your drift. Mm. And uh, you can do like quarter circles in one direction or the other to do a little spinny. Ooh. Based on how much like double dash power you've, because it is pretty much double dash. Okay. Um, how many fasts per hour you're doing? <laughs> um, so basically, like the first level is blue, and you can get like a little speed boost or do a little swirly attack. The mm. next level is yellow. We go slightly faster or do a bigger swirly attack, and the last one is red. Same thing. Uh, also, there's ramps, and you can do like uh, like a drop out of the air. Like a like a bum bounce. Aha! Uh-huh. You press double tap down while you're in the air, and you can land on other cars and damage them, or you can land on the crash barriers and do grinds in your car. This sounds amazing. I've been sat while you've been describing it, <laughs> writing down the name of it so that I can remember to play it tomorrow because it sounds great. <laughs> yeah, it's. I I had a good time with it. I. I was like, I'm going to get that, and I'm probably going to stream it. And then I played it today, and I was like, I really enjoyed this, but I don't think I could play it for two hours solid on a stream, because I think I would kill my hand just fiercely gripping the drift button. That's very fair. (laughs) And periodically just, like, take it off to do the speed or to do the thing. Yeah. Um, But, like, yeah, the fact that you've got, like, little special moves on there, you've got, like, a little Hadouken to do, like, a little spinny which gets more powerful the the faster you're going and the like when you go over a ramp you can just press in any of eight directions and the car will do spins in the air i'd love games with cool weird little gimmicks that make no sense but are great it, it is an absolute ridiculous you have to fight the cops if you do game enough, of the year if you do enough damage you uh will basically get like a heat meter build up and eventually the cops will just turn up and they will have like little shields above them, and you hit them until the shields are all gone, and they crash, and it just comes up and says, "Fuck the police!" <laughs> it's like, yes, yes, <laughs> exactly that thing. Yay! Um, so yeah, that was a fun thing. It's under a fiver, and it's available on Steam now. Cool. I will be trying that tomorrow, probably. <laughs> uh, is that everything we've played? That's everything I've played this week. Well then, <gasps> time for this. Right, 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 everyone, everyone, go, So, um, you, you all heard at this point that we were planning to um stop handing out those uh, COVID tests. For, yeah, for free no more anymore. bloody freebies. Well, exactly. Like, I, I, I know that that I know we've not sent it to the public, but uh, well, what we deliberately fed to the papers was, uh, oh, it's about money, the economy, blah blah blah. blah. Uh, protect the economy. And right? I mean, look, that's part of it. I, I certainly don't want to be giving people money. Yeah. But um, I mean, 
the, the more important part of it, at least for me, was the whole um, no free tests means people are going to be testing less and COVID numbers will go down. Exactly. Oh, if people can't even get bloody tests, they won't be testing. Our numbers have gone down. Best country in the world. Exactly. So I've been, I've been thinking maybe, maybe we can brainstorm here. Can we apply this to other things? Like, spend less money on a thing and therefore it seems like that thing's happening less. I okay, um, we cut all of the police and there's no crime. Well, wonderful, wonderful. Um, we stop sending out firefighters, so the number of fires that had to be put out by firefighters is zero. We privatise the NHS so that there aren't any waiting lists, so that the, we've got all the waiting lists down. Perfect. Um, we don't collect the trash anymore. And therefore, it doesn't go to the landfill. And therefore, ah, yes. we have become a landfill zero nation. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Uh, we s- dissolve entirely the uh, volunteer uh, sea rescue services. Completely remove them. Gone. And no more people ever reported drowning. No, oh, wonderful. Okay, I've got one last one. Um, we get rid of voting yes. because then no one voted against us. Uh, bloody clever, that. Uh, I thought so too. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, they're uh, trying to push, trying to push them vaccines again, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah still not sold, still not sold. sold. Yeah, you yeah. know, I tried, tried that ivermectin. One, you know, yeah, was it wasn't was, working for me. Yeah, it was worth a try. Left but, me a little you know, bit. <coughs> left me a bit of horse. You know? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. You know, I, uh, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Uh, you know. Tried, tried just not believing in the uh, the, the germs. And, yeah, you know, yeah, I didn't believe him, yeah. didn't believe in them at all. Um, disbelief apparently wasn't enough. Yeah, but, it wasn't know, quite working. Wasn't I really, quite working. I really feel like this, uh, this, this is uh, new, new regimens really yeah, working definitely for me. Working for me. I've, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've not caught COVID for yeah, start. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, yeah you know, I've, uh, you know, been uh, had a lovely long hot bath the other day. Oh. Yeah, I haven't done so in years. I did no, the same. Fact, it made me put feel some quite nice relaxed. Bo- I put some nice bubble bath in there. Is a delight. I I had some uh, some lavender essential oils. Oh, I, I just popped in the bath. Very oh, relaxing. I, I, felt I, very... I put some uh, some singing bowls on and lit some candles. Oh, I was yeah, really love, treated myself. Love a sing- yeah, you know, just just you know, a good shampoo. Packed a bottle of wine, you know. Yeah. So you know, just took some time to just really, you know, just luxuriating suds you know for a little yeah. while yeah. you know what I, I, I use that time to think about my feelings a bit yeah you know I've realised that you know maybe I am angry a lot of the time about you know just the fact that, that I, I live in a world where I feel I don't have much control and you know maybe shouting about things all the time is how I you know try and, and deal with that and, oh, and maybe that isn't really a very healthy way for me to be dealing with my emotions per se yeah, and I realise that, you know, a lot of the time when I'm angry, what I'm actually feeling is sad, and I'd, you know, you know, squash down the ability to feel sad for so many years that, like, every negative emotion was anger. I've got this whole yeah. new range of, uh, you know, yeah, different, yeah. different kinds of emotions. Definitely a range of emotion. Also, you know, one thing I have noticed, maybe it's the fact that I've been moisturising more, you know, feeling the need to, you know, just, just pamper myself just a little yeah, bit. Maybe, yeah. maybe it's that. I have noticed my skin's been getting a bit softer. Oh, it really has. It really yeah, has. And, yeah. uh, I mean, I mean, what I wasn't expecting is my... Uh, Chest has been a little bit, uh, yeah. a little bit, a yeah. little, little bit, little bit tender. Yeah, a little bit tender. I've, I noticed you've, uh, you've been, you've been uh, working out, mate. You've been. Uh... Well, I mean, no, but it's 
almost looking a little like it. Looking good, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. yeah I'm not, I'm not used to that little bit, of, a little bit of pain under the nipple, though. A little bit of pain under the nipple. No, yeah. I mean, well, you know, if it persists more than four hours, you don't go yeah. see a doctor. Yeah. Don't go see a doctor. They're obviously... Well, no, no, exactly. Never know what they'll give you. Exactly. But, but yeah, yeah, definitely finding the old uh, Spyro and Estradiol has been uh, really, really helping me... Uh, really, really been really... Helping been me hold off the COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, really owning yeah. the lips now. Yeah, owning them. Owning the owning lips. Owning the lips. Oh, owning the lips. Oh, fancy hug, mate. Oh, oh, please. Yeah, there you go, mate. Oh. 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 You know, I really value you, you as, a, as a friend. Oh, I, I, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <gasps> what have you put in your eyes? Well, I'm going to start by put, talking about the thing I put in my eyes that I helped make happen that took up most of this week for me. Mm. Uh, but I put a certain protest in my eyes. You did a certain protest in your eyes. Yeah, yeah. I helped organise a protest outside uh, BBC Broadcasting House in London at the weekend. And you were there and you came along. I was there. You helped, you helped film some bits. I helped and, film some bits and move some staging around and, and, and stuff. Be, be a good, supportive, healthy person. I tried. Yeah. Um, we went out on a very rainy Saturday outside a uh, broadcasting house in London and had multiple hours of speeches about uh, the BBC's backslide over the last five years into transphobia with a specific focus on that one really shitty article from last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I am really proud of how many people came out despite the terrible weather. It was very moist. Yeah. Uh, I'm very proud of all our speakers who came out and gave wonderful speeches despite being cold and wet. Mm-hmm. Um, we we considering the how a couple of hundred people who showed yeah, up. Yeah, considering how how bad of a day outside it was, we we got a pretty decent crowd yeah. out, having a good old shout. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, we might be audible in the background of a certain radio program from that day. <laughs> um, yeah, it. It has been a long time in the works, and I'm glad it happened, and it has been fascinating and frustrating um, seeing the lack of BBC acknowledgement of it occurring. Uh, But But unsurprising. Oh no, yeah, unsurprising. Um, It has been making me laugh that, like, literally any time their new LGBT correspondent tweets anything, he's getting responses going... Hey, fun that you've got time to do this jokey nonsense, but that you don't have time to cover the protest going on outside your door from upset trans people, huh? Ha ha ha, cis man working in that position. Aww. It's It's been nice watching the re-energizing that has done of people just bugging the BBC going, Hey, hey. Hey, what? Hey, you're hey, you're very much ignoring the trans community. Mm. Um, this was this was the first time coming along to one of the protests I helped organise. Yes, you having all right? Yeah, all right. There was a space to stand that wasn't too crowded, and I remembered to pack my earplugs. Yay! I could have done with some more anti-anxiety meds, but I think I did all right. Yeah, well, we we. We d- we did the thing that we've done at all our protests that like I'm I'm really glad is being like hey can you keep some space at the front for anyone who either needs to see sign language interpreters when we've got them there or just is neurodiverse and needs some space and needs to not be crowded in completely. Yes, it's but usually that's for people who are more neurodiverse than me uh, who are, who are better at it. Ah, uh, not no, me. I I I have to. 
no, you're allowed to use the space. And <laughs> what I will say is I'm always really happy that the people at our protests are very good about keeping that space clear the entire time and not slowly creeping forward. Yeah. Like, there is consistently just a good amount of space up front for people who need it, which is mm. nice. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, we had a good cathartic shout in the rain at the BBC and... Yeah. I mean, at the very least, got lots of very good clips of the BBC ignoring a very big crowd of trans people, which, mm-hmm. you know, next time someone tries to go... They ignored, they put all those barriers out and they had I mean, all security there. I mean, <laughs> yeah. But, like, yeah, next time they're like, oh, no, the BBC wouldn't ignore the complaints of upset people. It's like, look at this fucking video right here of trans people shouting at the BBC's door and them ignoring it. Look look at that there. Yeah, where was Tim Davey that day? Where was Tim Davey that day? I mean, where was, uh, where was Josh Parry there, LGBT? correspondent you know it's his job to cover lgbt stories you would have thought this would have been the perfect for him it was right on his fucking i suspect he doesn't cover the two stories i mean probably too political for the bbc i mean look he has uh within a day of of uh starting the job he was tweeting out screenshots from a harry potter retrospective so like no i'm not I'm f- making weird misogynist comments about Emma yeah Watson. i'm i'm not feeling super confident about this man <laughs> Nah. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <sighs> oh. So what did you put in your eyes this week? Um. Well, <laughs> we watched the uh, next episode of The Book of Boba Fett. Definitely an improvement on the first episode. Back to Tank. More like flashback to Tank. Oh. <laughs> I, I think that this second episode did a better job of having something interesting to say that wasn't just... Here's Boba Fett, he wants to be in charge. That was the whole first episode, it was just Boba Fett, he'd like to be in charge. I liked a lot of what this did with showing us more of the, um, oh, what's the... Tuscans. The Tuscans, yeah, the Tuscans. It was nice getting to see more of, like, here is the actual, like, uh, civilization they have going on and their customs and, like, a bit more insight into their way of life, Mm -hmm. which I always appreciate. Yeah. Lots of good things. Yeah. Um, I I enjoyed what they did. Um, yeah, I am curious to see where it goes. Uh, it's it's interesting, sort of seeing more of that world expanded, yeah. and uh, we've obviously getting more of the previously ditched expanded yeah. universe stuff starting to dribble in, like um, the 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 Wookiee, the black belted yes. Wookiee uh, is. Um, from the Doctor Afra comic books, yeah. among other places, I believe he's I... been in other things. Currently, my feeling is that I'm drastically more interested in the stuff happening in the flashbacks in the past than I am any of the mo- <laughs> the, the current day. I think it's going to take a while before I really care about what's happening in the modern in the in the current day. Yeah, and I think that's probably going to. I feel like maybe this is going to be one of those series where we get to the end of it and we've watched all of the flashbacks, and then we go. I am now ready to rewatch this and care about what's happening in the present. Yes, because I feel like the problem I have right now, having watched two episodes of this, is that it feels like it's taken two entire episodes to even sort of hint at what the conflict for the modern day is going to be. Yeah. It took us two episodes. The first episode was, I'm in charge. Ah, some people don't like that. Wonder who that is. People still don't like me in charge. Oh, it was them. Like, it feels like we had very little actually happened in the modern day, whereas in the past, it's been a lot more quick cuts between, like, here is a thing of relevance that happened, jump forward to the next thing of relevance. Like, it's had more... Mm -hmm. It's had a better flow. Yeah. 
the modern day has been like, you can get away with that pacing if that was the whole thing you were doing, because we would have gotten somewhere in the first episode, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's interesting. Uh, so far, I am enjoying it. I'm enjoying it more than most of the most recent movies. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm going to compare it to my previous um, Disney output uh, litmus test. Enjoying it more than Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> that's, that's the reference point now. That's that's the, the yardstick by which I measure. Yeah, I would say I'm enjoying it about as much as I enjoyed The Mandalorian. Uh, I'm enjoying it less than The Mandalorian so far. The Mandalorian, I felt like, had more of a very clear from episode one, here is the hook, here's what mm. we're going for, this is what this show wants to be. This, I, I don't know whether you agree, but for me, it has felt a lot more... It feels like it's counting on the fact you already care about the character of Boba Fett to get you there. Oh yeah, Dis- I don't think anyone who's not already into Boba Fett... <laughs> yeah, and be nearly as invested and, as I and am. very specifically, I think it's it's riding on that and not doing the work to go. Episode one, I have a solid idea of what this show is about and why I should care. Mm. Like episode end of episode two, I still wouldn't know how to like succinctly go. This is why this is cool. Yeah, and that's a shame. I think uh, I I agree. I've seen a few people saying that they felt like. Those first two episodes should have been like a feature length, like first episode. Agreed. Like, hey, hey, we're going into this series. Here is like a big chunk to get you into it. And yeah, I can see I that. I think that would have helped. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but overall, I I am enjoying it so far, and I want to know what happens next. Yeah, I'm 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 not writing it off. I want to see where it's going. I will be honest. A lot of yeah. my enjoyment has been. I know that thing. I know that thing. I know that thing. Yeah, that I I can get that. That hasn't been enough for me to be more than like, yeah, it's on, it's happening. Uh, it, it is, it's got its moments. There are also moments where I'm like, eh. yeah. I think to put it another way, it's I know that thing, and it's being done in a new and interesting way. Whereas, a, like a, yeah. a lot of the movie stuff has been yeah. like, big flashy. Here is that thing you like. We've completely remade it. I. Yeah, but I mean, part of the problem is like I don't know. There's some stuff I don't know in the extended universe where I'm like, "Oh, you were relying on me thinking this thing was really cool to Mm. carry us for a Mm -hmm. couple of minutes, Mm -hmm. and it just went past me. I didn't know it wasn't an original thing, and therefore I spent a couple of minutes going, "There's not really anything happening here because I didn't know the thing that they were hoping I'd find cool." Yeah, yeah. It's it's got a bit of that problem if you don't know the. The thing that you're supposed to be. If you're not being fan serviced directly. Yeah, if it's not directly fan servicing you, there's not really much else going on in the scene. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's fine. I mean, I'm enjoying it so far. I look forward to seeing what they do next. Yeah. Uh, have you watched anything else? I watched a couple of things. Uh, I can mm. quickly go through. Um, I watched a new episode of Game Changer on Dropout. Ooh. Uh, called "Filmed Before a Live Studio Audience." Ooh. It's really not one of the ones I've enjoyed most. Um, It felt like it had one of the weakest gimmicks in terms of like theming or anything interesting coming out of it. And I, I don't feel like it's. I feel like there's nothing really to spoiler on this. The gimmick is is that the contestants are in a fake kitchen, and they are not told what the objective is each round. But there is an audience cheering or booing that is basically playing hot or cold. 
and they're having to just randomly stumble around to a hot or cold meter to find a thing and sort of guess what they're supposed to be doing with it. Okay. And it's you know it sort of escalates for escalates up and eventually they're doing bigger and bigger things but like it all feels very random luck and there's a lot of watching someone walk around a room going this boo uh, okay uh, this boo this boo Aww. um and i think where the humor is supposed to be and maybe this will be more funny for some people than i found it but the if you're the kind of person who's going to enjoy this, it'll be because you're enjoying watching someone get very frustrated at, I have no idea what I'm supposed to be doing, and every time I try and do something, people boo at me, and that's scary. I'm like, oh god, ah, stop booing at me. Like, that sort of played up response. Hmm. And like, I get it, I can see why that would be funny. I was just sat there like, I... A lot of the Game Changers episodes I've enjoyed most are ones where I, like, the, the prompt will come up and I can go... Oh, I can think about what I would do in that situation, mm -hmm. and you know, it, I can follow the rules and consistency as a viewer, or see some kind of skill being demonstrated as a viewer. Yeah, this really felt like uh, just it just felt like random luck. Uh, it didn't feel like any of the game changes where it's like, oh, you've brought specific people onto this because they would be good at this, like. The episodes where it's about making various sounds and they bring on the cast members that are very good at impressions and noise making. Mm -hmm. Or the live musical one that they got a live musical group in for. This was like, you could have put anyone in this and they'd have had equally a I have no idea what I'm doing and people are booing at me time. Yeah. It it felt uninspired. Hmm. Um yeah. Hopefully this is not the downturn of season six. Well we'll 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 see. It it is it is the weakest game changer episode that there has been, but the fact that I can't think of an episode like this previously is like, eh, let's hope it's just a speed a speed bump and not a anything more serious. Uh, what about you? What you you watch anything else? Well, we could talk about our small friend Bidoof. <gasps> Did you watch Bidoof? I watched it while Bidoof's I was Bidoof's Big yeah. Stand. Bidoof's Big Stand is amazing. It's adorable. I love this. It is adorable. I I. I mean, I don't have the whole. As, as per the tweet about the the, yeah. the doof in your party that knows all the HMs. Yeah, so th this is like a like sub ten minute <laughs> little animated film on the official Pokemon YouTube channel. And for context, for anyone who's not aware, in Generation Four of Pokemon, which was uh, Diamond and Pearl, Bidoof was your Rattata equivalent. Um, your sort of early game rodent that you could catch in the first route that was a normal type, didn't learn any particularly fancy moves. But the reason, like, people specifically gravitate towards Bidoof rather than, like, having that same love for, say, a Rattata is that Bidoof could learn basically every HM in the game. Mm -hmm. uh, I think with the exception of Fly, could learn Rock Smash, Strength, Cut, Surf. Basically, if you had HMs that you needed to traverse the world and you didn't want to have... Because this is back when if you taught an HM to a Pokemon, you couldn't take it off. They had it forever. Right. Bidoof was the Pokemon that, like, right at the start of the game, everyone had access to that you could just load it up with four HMs and and have it in your party for that reason, but you mm. weren't really using it for anything else. Right. And with that context, this is a little short film about a Bidoof that is very clearly... Shunned by his own people. Yeah, shunned by his own people, his own little community of Bidoofs. He can clearly do all the HM things. He can do stuff with water. He can do cut. He he's he's the good all round. You are useful for getting around. Sneeze. Yeah, little sneeze. 
and a trainer finds him and very he's very excited because this trainer values him for being able to do all of these various moves but the trainer never uses him for battle he only ever use gets him out to go do this traversal thing and then go away <laughs> um at what have a berry yeah and he just he just wants to be useful like the rest of the pokemon and he doesn't get treated the same as the rest of them and then in a moment that I can certainly go, yeah, I've experienced this in a Pokemon game. <laughs> the trainer has a fight and he's down to his last Pokemon and it's his Bidoof he had for traversal purposes. And it's Bidoof's time to shine. Well, hopefully there was some XP share on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I thought this was really, it was really sweet. It's beautifully it, animated. It's very sweet. It's... Even though I don't, I didn't have any yeah. of the context of, oh, this is your junk Pokemon. Yeah, and like that that's the thing, is like, the reason I really love this is that it it's never a canon thing in the stories of the games that this is what you do with Bidoof, but it's it's an observed thing that everyone who plays this game does. Yeah, the community just yeah. did it naturally. Yeah, and I'm glad that the Pokemon company, someone went, our players play like this, let's make a story about it. Mm -hmm. And it was sad, and it was sweet, and it was joyous, and mm -hmm. a lovely little bit of short storytelling. Yeah. These have been good cartoons so far, and yeah. all, or many of them in different art styles. Yeah, if if you're unaware, the Pokemon Company uh, YouTube channel just occasionally puts out animated short films in different art styles about different topics from different generations. They just make little short films, and they're generally pretty pretty good quality. Yeah. Uh, some of them are like this. Some there's one that I remember that was just a slapstick comedy on a train. Oh yeah, the very first one was very yeah, like, it was a, done in a classic yeah uh, like Disney style. It, it was a Scraggy on a train, and I don't remember what the hijinks were, but Scraggy's the Pokemon that always looks like it's trying to hold its trousers up. Yeah, so naturally it yeah. was doing the little like steamboat willy bounce. Yeah, exactly. Like they they've done really good with these yeah. little shorts. And this this might be my favourite. I yeah. love this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have you watched anything else? Uh, I think that's it for me. Have you watched anything else? Uh, I'm reading a comic book, but I'm going to talk about that when I've finished. <gasps> that makes sense. Well then. <gasps> Time for this. Who's our new sponsor? Well, are you concerned about the environment? I am concerned about the environment, deeply so. Were you raised in the era of Fox's Glacier Mints and the polar bear standing on top of the little floaty iceberg? Oh, I was. I do remember those quite fondly, yeah. yeah as, well, as sad as that is in hindsight now I think about that logo, that's quite a sad logo. Now, now that that polar bear is literally standing on a piece of ice the size of a Fox's Glacier Mint. Oh, gosh. Are we... Don't tell me we're sponsored by Fox's Glacier Mints. No. No? Uh, well, if you'd like to help fight for climate change. Oh. NFTs for nature. Oh. Just uh, invest uh, 0 0.0724 Quips coins. Oh, God. Oh, no. And you can help uh, oh, melting the ice caps. Oh no, I'm looking at this now. It's just a receipt for a JPEG of a polar bear on a on a on a ice cube trying not to be in the water. There's literally a fox's glacier mint. That's a stolen piece of artwork from the. Oh 80s. god, that's 
Yeah, you're right. Oh. Okay, so it, uh, no. they put now, oh, yeah, color filtered, color. Oh, green, I see. Orange, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sixteen point eight million of these yeah. there are. You can you can One see a, for you every can color. S- you can see a you can see a ruffly corner on it there. That it's just literally the wrapper. Yeah. Yeah. Don't. No. I'm. No, don't do this. I don't think they've got nature's best interests. And at they heart. definitely don't have a right to use bloody quips coins. No. 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 Just no. Quit producing shit. That's that's what Quips coin stands for. But specifically, only the Quips coin, as opposed. Yeah. No. Not for Strangers. strangers. The coin. It's it's quit pushing. Quit publishing shit. Yeah. Coins. Yeah. Please. Fucking chances. Fucking chances. Burn the fucking environment down, we'll burn the fucking NFT farm down. I think they will. Inside the boardroom of Supremacy Software. Hi. Hi. So, uh, I had to use the, uh, the, the, the uh, other entrance again today. Uh, we, wait, we have another entrance? Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, look, there's, there's the, you know, there's the entrance that all the other workers have. Yeah, and, and then, then there's I just driving from the car park. And yeah, then, yeah. Well, there's you know, that. Just put my car I, wherever. You know, I, I I don't know if they were there by the time you got there this morning. Uh, they found that entrance too. I had to go use the other the other entrance. Uh, I mean, I did feel some bumps. I thought we'd install some kind of speed bump or something. Oh no, that's uh, that's uh, the protesters. Ah, it's fine. I only hit a few of them. Oh, I know, I know. They're outside going, blah, 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 we don't like crunch, blah, 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 treat your workers better. We treat our workers amazingly. We treat them how they need to be treated in order to get the work done. Exactly. If we treat them a certain way and the games get reviewed excellent, we did an excellent job of flogging the workers. Exactly. I mean, how else do you get an excellent unless you... Do the things that we do to the workers to get the workers to do the things. Because that worker wouldn't have made that game on their own. Well, exactly. So, uh, here's the problem. We've got a, we've got a mainstream outlet starting to ask about why yeah. there's so many, um, stuff, you know, so many, so many, uh, customers chanting outside our building. And I have been working on a way to spin this. Right. It's NFTs or something, maybe. No, no, I, I had something different in mind. Because, right. like, you know, those those uh, those those reporters aren't going to, you know, actually come down and ask. Because that's no. that's you know, first of all, that's more effort than they're going to do for video games. Yeah. yeah. Second, it's a pandemic, and we we you know, I emailed back, or I got uh, I got the staff to email back and say, oh, yeah. don't don't come see the protests. It's uh, COVID. But uh, yeah, I uh, so here's what I've been, been right. doing. Right. I've been telling. I've been telling the outlets that uh, they're protesting the fact that our games take too long to release and they want more games and that we should make more games faster, even if that requires crunch. That sounds exactly like the kind of thing that our fans would do. I mean, look, the ones If they weren't just abusing people on the internet to get our games, they would definitely be doing that. Well, I mean, look, here's the thing. They're uh, the ones online, you know, genuinely do this so i don't feel like it's a lie you know that they believe that yeah the difference is is that the ones who were willing to come in person who you know would make that effort are the ones that care about workers rights me so yeah i 
I think we can spin this. I think if we just like, you know, we Photoshop some of the uh, the signs in a picture so it no longer says like, treat your workers better. And it now says, beat your workers better. You are a fucking genius. I know. <laughs> so, <gasps> what have you put in your ears? Uh, I put a couple of things in my ears. Mm. Um, I have been listening to some Welcome to Night Vale. <gasps> Because, as I realised, it's winter, and that means it's dark out at a time when I am awake and at my desk, but it's dark. Yeah, it does. And that's enough for my brain to go, yes, this is acceptable, uh, acceptable welcome to Night Vale hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have been listening, yeah, I've been listening to some of the earlier ones still, but I'm, like, making my way there. Um, I have made it to the Old Oak Doors. Uh, do you do you remember this? Just a bunch of of oak doorways start appearing in places that lead to places they they shouldn't, and weird, mysterious doors are occurring. Doesn't ring a bell. Uh, there was that. Um, I've I've been through both a story about you, mm-hmm. and it's sort of follow up a story about them. The sort of uh, first yep. person, first persony ones. A story about you, definitely the better of the two. I still think that's a really effective bit of storytelling. I have some very complicated feelings about a very strange experience that involved exactly that episode, and I cannot talk about it on this yeah. podcast. Yeah, uh, yes. Meet me in person. Do ask. Oh, indeed. <laughs> um, and uh, oh yes, I, I think I think the the other two ones of significance are like one of the big early faceless old woman who secretly lives in your home episodes. And the summer reading program, which is one of the first episodes where they get <gasps> the into... The librarians. Yes. They're like, the summer reading program has come into town. Everyone keep your children safe. Lock your doors. Yeah. Oh. Um, but yeah, other than that, I listened to a couple of songs. I found a couple of the neat new songs that oh. uh, I, won't, I won't mention. Uh, what a Time to Be Alive by Matt Pless. It's just a good acoustic protest song that sort of flips the usual meaning of the of of the phrase "What a time to be alive," um, and creates a sort of deliberate clashing conflict between the very upbeat melody the song has and the sort of like gritty rebellion of the lyrics. Um, just 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 a little song about rising up and standing up because you know. Now might be an intense time to be alive, but if you if you fight and survive and get through it, it could be like the peaceful upbeat melody. You know, the the melody clashes with the lyrics in a way that's there to be like, hey, have hope that that sort of weird disconnect won't be there forever. Mm-hmm. It's a good little track. I I like it a lot. Nice. Uh, I listened to a track called "Okay Fine" by Clover the Girl. Uh, about is it a track about trying to keep your mental health struggles on the down low and how that could be a little like oh god don't don't everyone know how how broken I am a little bit. Uh, the reason why I really like the track is it has a lot of layered unique sounds that it sort of goes back and forth between. It's very hard to get a single feel on it. Um, it it's got a nice chill vibe with a really neat uh, beat underneath it. Uh, sort of syncopated rhythm has a lot of varied kinds of percussion and it doesn't stick with anyone too long. Mm. It's it's a great one to just sit and listen and go, oh, there's so many sound things happening here mm. that are very pleasing and work together. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and the last one that I want to talk about was a track called Brave Faces, everyone, by a band called Spanish Love Songs. Uh, it's a track about... You ever have that feeling where you're just, like, tired and you want to just be like, I just want to burn everything down and start over? Uh, taking that feeling and going, maybe we don't burn it down, but if I want to burn it down and start over, what's that that thing I, w- I want to do when I'm starting over? Maybe I could just gradually build towards that rather than self-destructing towards it. Um, it's that sort of, we don't have to fix everything at once. You don't have to scrap everything and start over. It's okay to go. I mean, that's what I would do if I burnt everything down. I'd just course correct that way a bit, maybe. Uh, it's got a nice sort of anthemic stadium rock feel to it. Really neat track. What about you? What do you listen to? Ooh, uh, listen to a mix called Face in the Dark. Epic battle, dark heroic music, one hour epic music mix on the Epic Music VM channel on YouTube. Ah! Uh-huh. It's an hour and five minutes of epic battle music. I'm glad to hear it was epic, For otherwise Dungeons that would have been false advertising. Uh, yeah, we put it on while we were playing um, Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion. Oh, is this that one? To have yes. some, some good background music. The other one we listened to was uh, Two Steps from Hell and Thomas Bergerson. I don't know if that's Two Steps from Hell and Thomas Bergerson. Or Two Steps. Or Two Steps from Hell and Thomas Bergerson. Yeah. <laughs> Look, we're only two steps away from Hell, which is where Thomas Bergerson lives. <laughs> Thomas Ferguson. <laughs> I don't want to hear it any other way now. That's great. Uh, 36 tracks, best of all time, most powerful epic music mix on the Epic Music Mania channel. That's two hours and nine minutes of uh, more good epic music to, to, to punch golems with. <laughs> it's just mostly what we did. Um, yeah. uh, it was some good music. Nearly finished listening to that Lord of the Rings unabridged. Ooh. I'm so close. I'm like four hours from the end. Now. I believe in you. I've got this. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's. I think that's everything. Uh, have you listened to anything else? No, I think that's it for me. Well then, <gasps> time for this. Space, big, unimagined, yet to be explored. If the last frontier for humanity in exploration. Great things to find, people to meet, civilizations to encounter, lots of tentacles, people with uh, interesting habits, mating habits perhaps, yes, aliens to smooch, caress and fondle, some of them with more arms than we're used to on Earth. Good for hugging all of you in a strong, even fashion, while their many, many lips kiss every part of me. Oh, oh, I'm looking forward to space. Meow, meow. So, meow, do we become like all the famous cats? Oh, like Akin has cheeseburger. Yeah. Oh, can you play piano? Uh. I can hit a piano and not play it very well. Okay. Is that cute? I'm told that's adorable. Can you get a piano? Oh, no, no. It's like a burp. Do we we bring it in? No, if I could get a piano, I probably could could get a food. A food, yes. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't need the piano to get the food. I could just go get a food. Meow. Uh, 
well, that cheeseburger one, maybe I had the right idea. Maybe maybe just put a different food in the in the in the thing, and then maybe that will be funny. Uh, can, I I can has human food. I can has dip. Uh, I can has cupcake. Oh, cupcake. Oh, um, um, oh no, too too sweet. Cupcake. Just 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 touch my tongue on it and not eat. I can have second breakfast. Oh, uh, I don't wear. I have a little furry feet, so I could be like Hobbit Mare. Oh, yeah, Photoshop cat onto Hobbit, and then they give the give cat food. Uh, standing next to breakfast, we will pose like the Hobbits and be like, "What about second breakfast, Mare?" <gasps> oh, we will have second breakfast before we know it. Breakfast, breakfast, breakfast. <laughs> Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Brochure Justice Warriors. Brochure Justice Warriors? Yeah. Alright, Larry. Alright, Barry. How are you doing? Oh, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. You uh, been up to much? Oh, you know, you know, uh, just, just getting on, getting on. Uh, I had an interesting conversation the other day with yeah. someone. Uh, I... <laughs> I, I got talking to a got talking to a relative the other day about uh, the the concept of profit within companies oh, being a thing. Uh, 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 you know, they were uh, they were quite excitedly like, oh yeah, that that you know, such and such company is great. They you know they make bigger and bigger profit every year, and I. You know, I had to bite my tongue a little bit there because uh, you? you know the the myth it's not of like you, mate. Well, you know, I, I you know, I, 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 you know, I had a bit of a, a bit of a talk at them at first because for the second I was like, you know, okay, I'll let you finish, you know, but. You know, you don't want to be rude. And, uh, exactly. Didn't want to buy in. Yeah. I was like, you know, I let him finish this point, and then was like, right, you know, we'll talk about the con- you know the issues with the concept of uh, perpetual wealth increase for shareholders another time. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I, I thought I'd start on the basics, and was like, hey, profits just stolen wages. Yeah. And I thought that was a, that was a good like. Oh, there's a, there's a headline for him, you yeah. know. Because yeah. it's true, isn't it? Oh well, yeah. I mean, we here we are in in a in a world where you know less and less people can afford to own a home. Meanwhile, we have people making billions of pounds a day. Exactly. Like you know, you, you look at most like company structures where you know there are billions in payouts for shareholders and executives, and oh, yeah. you know the people working at the bottom of the rung can barely afford to live. And it's like, okay, well, why is that the case? Well, people at the bottom of the rung are creating the wealth. They are doing the work that creates the things that makes the profit. Yeah. And there is just an ever-escalating line of people up the t- up above where it's like, we will skim that money away from your profit, that money, that money. You, you created that profit, but you do not get to receive it because someone above you in the chain, probably by virtue of being there first or having money already, yeah. gets to go, okay, you, w- you want to do a thing that will generate profit... I own the machines, I own the building, therefore, I, by virtue of having money, I get to profit off of your labour. Yeah, exactly, they are squeezing tighter and tighter and, uh, you know, yeah. wringing the, the working class people just, you know, uh, absolutely dry. Well, like, one way I try and say it to people sometimes is, like, I think that, like, the general popular uh, populace, uh, general consciousness... Accepts that land- landlords are leeches. Oh, like, yeah. I hope I th- so. I think most people can see that landlords are essentially just getting money for nothing by virtue of already having wealth. Yeah, but, you know, some people seem to see that as aspiration. I know, I know. But, like, you know, I think there's a lot of people who will agree with that and then not see that, uh, uh, you know, a, an executive at a company getting a multi-million dollar bonus is basically just a landlord. Because yeah. essentially yeah. they are 
making profit out of already having profit and knowing that other people need, you know, cannot afford to, you know, do that themselves. Yeah, plus your average executive is so, you know, distanced from the actual work, you know, they've got middle managers to worry about, you know, actually pushing things on, finance departments worrying about, you know, how the money is moved around and they just sit there at the top just going, oh, yeah, so I'll have a bonus of a quarter of a million pounds, please. Exactly. Like, you know, every job that they create below them, every job they create below them is less work they have to do and they still get to squeeze a bit of the profit out of them because, you know, like a, a company that was paying every worker what the value of their labor was work was worth would not run at a profit. Yeah, it's why you. Yeah, it's why you've got like there are you know there are out there you know workers cooperatives that run at zero profit because the entire point is that everyone gets paid the same no matter what their job within the company is, yeah. and that the amount of of wealth generated by all the workers is evenly split by all the workers because that is the amount each individual worker has essentially created yeah and with a a cooperative you still have the opportunity of going you know perhaps we could expand the business and invest some of the the money that we have together created yeah you 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 look at the end of the year and go okay we made a profit as a company let's vote on what to do about that do we give everyone a one-off bonus do we look at that and go we are earning more than we are spending we could have more workers or we could increase everyone's salary a little bit because clearly we are not paying you enough or do we invest it in the business and grow it for next year? You've, you know, decide as a company what to do with that excess money because yeah. all of you created it as a group. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. you know, and I know that sounds like a radical concept, but that is basic. Anything other than that is essentially someone theft. is stealing. Yeah, yeah, it's theft. It's wage theft. It's stealing money from the people who are actually generating the income. Absolutely. Oh. Fancy oh. me. Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, good luck, mate. Good yeah, good luck. Oh, I think we'll uh, pop the kettle on. Yeah, might join you. Nice, nice. So, Laura. <gasps> yes. We've got a book. We We've do. done a book. We did it. It's we did. Finished. We it's did done. a book. Done. We just need people to buy a book because we made a book. We did. It's we called wrote the book. It's... I worked very hard to write the book. Yeah, we did. It's called Who Hunts the Whale. Tell people about Who Hunts the Whale. Who Hunts the Whale is a satirical book, definitely satirical, definitely uh, satire and fiction, definitely satire and fiction, uh, about what it's like to work for supremacy software. Yeah, as somebody who is just coming in for for the new year as a as a new starter. And what it is like to suddenly find themselves like sitting right there in the boardroom as somebody who has always loved video games and wanted to be a part of that. And like they got the dream job working for the big company and oh, things are not as 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 fun and cool as perhaps they had initially seemed. Oh, and no. who could have seen that coming? Anyone who's ever listened to our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah and just like what it is to find yourself in that situation and yeah and it takes place over a year and that person like the the pa makes makes a bunch of friends around the building and we learn all about the different flavors of crimson method energy beverages and uh, what it is like sort of when supremacy software go to the big events and when the reviews are in and when they need to make a, a 
public facing demo for that. <laughs> and and what is involved yeah. in how the sausage is made? Exactly. All the things that are scraped off the abattoir floor to make mm. just the nastiest, most underhanded and 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 shoddily and abusive sausage. The sausage is abusive. It's like a pepperoni. Pepperami. I know what I mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh you can you can you can you can help us do that thing. Yeah. Unbound.com forward slash books forward slash whale yeah or search who hunts the whale uh, and and unbound and you'll find it on the search engines it's good yeah it's very funny i'm very proud of this book we've done a good book i'm glad that it still makes me laugh after all this time yeah yeah so yeah do a thing where can we find you on the internet laura k buzz twitter twitch youtube patreon uh that's the one that pays the bills tiktok i'm uploading little clips from uh the protest speeches uh, just Laura K. Buzz. You'll find me in the places. Go, go check that out. I have new things to announce soon, but until no. then, uh, w- what about you? Where can people find you? Streamerlinks.com slash Janiac. J A N E I A C. I A S A L L. J A N E I A C. You can find all of my links to all of the things that I do, including my Redbubble, where I sell t shirts, and my Twitch, where I Twitch stream on Thursday nights at about mm, quarter to eight UK PM time. Hmm. Um, and patreon.com slash stoned monkey radio. That helps me justify a 76 hour work week. Yeah. And I'm very much looking forward to getting back to doing editing and making music because people have been like, where's the music? It's like, the music is coming. Don't worry, I've got ideas. I've been making notes for a year now. Yeah. I'm ready to start producing some of those. Yay! Yay! Uh, well then, Laura, <gasps> see yourself, please, darling. Until next time, be a stranger. <laughs>